Hey, this is Paige. And this is Blake. And this is the Celestial Greens Podcast. Where we, the Greens, talk about celestial things in a podcast. In a podcast. And this is a second... Grown-ups, this is third. So, well, third episode. So our second continuation of the uh, marital sexuality conversation. Not for children's. Necessarily. Or... For our parents. <laughs> you shouldn't listen to this. Uh, it doesn't get that bad. Well. All right. Dad, don't listen. I love you. <laughs> and we're back. Welcome back. <laughs> um, we are continuing our discussion on marriage sexuality. And... Um, we in the last episode we spoke a little bit about our wedding night and about uh, expectations. Yep. And um, I wanted to read a quote from this paper that we are. What? I'll let you do that one. It's cool. my turn. Okay. So. Um, President Spencer W. Kimball in 2006, which is also the year we were married, by the way, Too right. um, observed, we need what? an unspoiled companion who will not count our wrinkles, remember our stupidities, nor remember our weaknesses. We need a loving companion with whom we have suffered and wept and prayed and worshipped, one with whom we have suffered sorrow and disappointments, one who loves us. For what we are or intend to be rather than what we appear to be in our gilded shell. And I love that so much because it just, it, it's about what I, what I spoke about in the last episode, how just feeling comfortable and loved without judgment mm. in, in other aspects of our relationship help the sexual aspect of our relationship. Yes for sure has a huge impact on uh, I mean it has an impact I think both ways mm-hmm. so intimacy and marriage um, can can it's not that it fixes problems or or feelings or whatever no in fact if it's done in improperly yeah it can make things worse right absolutely Um so if if it is if it is proper intimacy, there is that there is a healing uh, element, mm-hmm. I believe, to that intimacy. It's it's strengthening bonds, like reaffirming yeah. your your like what you mean to each other. Yeah. <clears throat> um and and then on the other hand, you you as uh, we you and I, we, uh, I think we work pretty hard on being there emotionally before, uh, as well as after our, uh, intimate times. And I, not like just before and just after, but, you know, making, making it so that we are already a strong, a strongly secure emotionally. Yeah, thank you. 
I'm not coming up with good words. <laughs> a strong and secure couple, right? Mm-hmm. That our, and that, that our isn't, relationship that is isn't not how it has always been. Between us? Yeah. Yeah, we certainly early on, we struggled with even understanding that mm-hmm. that was necessary. And then, and then actually making it happen was difficult. Yeah, because you have to, you have to give up. And this is something that sounds easy or like it sounds um, obvious, but it doesn't click. So you have to give up parts of yourself in order to be one with someone else. Like I, I wanted individuality and and I wanted like just to be like to keep things for me which I don't think is all wrong. Um, but the, like, I didn't like, I didn't want you to see me without a shirt off or, or with the shirt off, or I didn't, you know, I didn't want to have the lights on or like, I wanted to keep like, it felt like almost modesty. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Not instance specific, but generally. Yeah. Like I wanted to, uh, I didn't want, I I didn't feel comfortable giving myself completely to you early on, um, unconditionally. I don't think I noticed in that regard. Well, you were probably asleep. (laughs) I mean, I don't think it registered that that's, it was your intent or, and I don't know that it registered with you that it was your intent. No. It was probably more of a subconscious thing. Yeah. But even if it, even if it had been a conscious thing, I don't think that I would have picked up on it. Well, it was my own embarrassment and, and, and kind of lack of confidence. Yeah. Lack of yeah. confidence. And I didn't want to, I don't know, be judged. I wasn't giving you the opportunity mm. to show me that I can trust you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I do think that we've, so what he says here, what uh, President Kimball said, which by the way, he didn't say that in 2006. He wasn't alive in 2006. President Kimball, it was already President Hinckley by then in 2006, wasn't it? Yes. Because Warren, so, it, but it oh, was, that was published in 2006. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but in any event. He his, spoke to me from. <laughs> from, from, the, from beyond in the book. Um, but to have an unspoiled companion right? That he says that won't counter. So it's basically just saying that you need to be able to have confidence and security and safety between husband and wife, Mm -hmm. that there needs to be that kindness and under, not not just kindness, but, but care, Mm -hmm. compassion and, and a desire for your companion's happiness creates just so much better of a relationship. And um, in in intimacy as well, if you're only there for you, it's it's going to be terrible intimacy. You need to be uh, open. And you can apply that to any form of intimacy. Yeah, absolutely. Not just physical marital intimacy. Yeah. If you're if you're in it just for yourself or to get what you can get out of it, that's not intimacy. That's that's exploitation. Yeah, no, for sure. Agreed. Um, so I feel like we, I feel like we, we always had already that care for each other. Um, 
in in our intimate moments. Um, I think that yeah. we would. There's there's never been a time we've been together physically where I felt like I'm just there for you to use. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've always felt cared for. Yeah. Um. I think that part of what we ran into early on in those expectations that we were talking about in the last episode that I, I wanted to go over um, what they talk about in this uh, in this paper. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a research paper, right? I've got references and all that. Yeah, it's from the, the book um, Successful Marriages and Families, Proclamation Principles and Research Perspectives. And um, it's uh, put out by BYU. And it is chapter three, Marital Sexuality and and Fertility by, um, and the paper itself is written by James N. Harper and Leslie Feinauer. Yeah. I think we've talked about it in the beginning. I think I, I think we represent, yeah. Um, But that's, that's what we are. Yeah. So throughout, so throughout that, um, that research paper here is, gives us a lot of stuff to talk about. The one that I wanted to go over was this, um, the quote, good enough sex, unquote approach right and where we ran into early on some kind of expectations that we had that weren't being met that what we've what we've ended on i think is this this approach that they talk about is that it it doesn't have to be um you know mind-blowingly passionate it doesn't have to be you know, maximum desire every time. Um, There's always going to be one person who wants it more than the other person, even if both people want it or both people don't particularly want it. There's going to be one who is more and one who is less. And so they talk about just having a good enough, Mm -hmm. right? Like it, it is, and it, and it has supplied us with a, a strong foundation of marital intimacy. Yeah. And okay, so this doesn't happen a whole lot because I enjoy physical intimacy very much <laughs> and often. But there are one of the best pieces of advice I got is if you don't want to, mm-hmm. do it anyway. Like, now obviously, a sane individual hears that <laughs> and understands it is, you know, barring abuse and uh you know physical or emotional incapabilities you don't right. just you know it's put not, aside your own health yeah. or mental you know it, it's, it, it's not it's not even if you can't who cares yeah it's if you think you don't want to like right? if, if, if you're I not knew, having exceptional feelings yeah. towards it if i knew for anyway. <laughs> sure that like if i said no you would do it anyway like that's that's a whole nother problem yeah you know, that's not the case that we're talking about. We're right. talking about if I'm like just sleepy or or not like super feeling it, you know, yeah. to just start anyway. And every time, every single time, two, three, four minutes into it, I'm like ready to go. Yeah, you're you're enjoying it. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm glad we did this. Yes. Yeah, no, same. <laughs> and and it's just like once, you know, after that pattern had been repeated Mm -hmm. it's 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 just like okay i just he clearly wants it Mm -hmm. 
I'm just going to well, start and then I really wanted to. And the yeah. same thing for me. I've seen times where like I'll try to initiate mm-hmm. and you're like at first not super into it, but like two minutes later you can't get enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I think it's, it's also worth mentioning that there are times when we, we have tried and the other person was just like, you know, I really just am, I can't right now. I'm not feeling well or not feeling it or whatever it was that there have been times that we've been able to say no and we're safe enough yeah. that, that that's okay. I think we both kind of feel that, you know, when you're, when you're used to somebody and obviously this isn't something that's going to happen within like the first year of marriage, but I think we're so used to each other's like how we ebb and flow that mm. we can kind of tell when there's no connection or it's just like, it's like, we can just tell it's just not going to work out this time. And that's only happened. I can think of like a handful of times where, where, you know, we just, you know, whoever is, is feeling it has to tell the person who isn't feeling it or doesn't have to, but we do. It's okay. We don't have to like, let's just, it's fine. What would you like? Cuddles. Would you like, um, we, we, we use a phrase called tickle nice, um, which is something that Paige <laughs> when I was learned little. from her mom, I guess, when she was really tiny. It's just it's, very soft touches. Yeah. So it's like, not like a massage, but it's not like scratching your back, you know, it's like somewhere in between that. Yeah. It's just the soft, the soft. Like uh, fingertip touches. Yeah. And, and so we'll, we'll do that or we'll just sit and hold hands or cuddle. But usually it's if I, if we are not going to be able to. Um, to have intercourse that we say, can we just cuddle? You know, it's like, it's not like, no, get away from me. It's like, can we just cuddle tonight? Or can we maybe try later or something like that? And then there's, there's a, there's like a peace offering instead. (laughs) And you know, to the, the flip side of that, there have been times where, because I, I think I said this, like the first episode of this, you are very, the emotion and the physical act are very fused Mm. for you. There have been times where it's like, I don't feel like doing anything and I don't want to, but I will like, let me just do something just for you. Like Mm. let's focus on just you where you're you're supplying an emotional support. And to me, it's both emotional and physical. Yeah. (laughs) And because on the flip side of that, when, when, you know, where I would offer, you know, some type of, of physical, favors (laughs) favors <laughs> for lack of a better you will just you know hey do you want me to take the kids for a while or or do you want me to tickle you nice or do yeah. you want me to scratch your head yeah. like because you know that the physical act isn't like so entwined with the emotional i like i would need give me this emotional right. support separately right yeah that's true. Yeah. Because so, diff- those are, that's kind of along the yeah. love languages. Yeah. So, and, and, like and that, the whole point was if you're not feeling it, the only option isn't just to just sit there and take it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or to or say to nothing. Do nothing. Is, yeah. yeah. There is always, there's the, there's always the option, which I utilized a lot when I was pregnant because I was yeah. just uncomfortable. Yeah. But I wanted to be there for you and I wanted to love you. And I think like, having feeling comfortable with someone and, and yeah. knowing their preferences and their moods helps. And maybe this makes me sound a little bit selfish, but I, well, maybe not that, th- but those acts gave me, gave me the, the continued 
awareness of my wife is wonderful to me. <laughs> no, really. Like, you know how things happen and you say the words to yourself in your head, wow, my wife is amazing right now. She's I've said so, that so, so many my times. Wife is so amazing. My what? wife is so amazing. That you are so amazing. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, but that, I mean, and those instances when they come up and they're memorable and hopefully, you know, I do enough good things that you have some of those that you think of, but definitely that that's definitely one of those, um, that throughout the years, you know, I recognize those moments and I'm like, wow, she's really caring for me this way. Mm. Like, and it, and that's what it is. This is sexual intimacy in marriage is care. Mm -hmm. It is, it's, it's support. It is, uh, as you mentioned for me, emotional and physical relief and release, Mm -hmm. uh, from stress, from all kinds of things. It means so much. And, uh, when I am aware that it is not something that you are, uh, you know, feeling, yeah, you're not (laughs) feeling it rare and ready to go kind of thing, but you are, you want me to be cared for right that way. And you are, you just do so, so well at, at, at finding pleasantness in it you know I'm not, finding, I'm not coming up with the right word but it's not like you're like Ugh, fine <laughs> you know unenthusiastically yeah no way. that's <laughs> um so no, I appreciate that a lot and and I think you know that's something that when you're married you learn about your husband or your wife and, and you figure out what what helps them get beyond mm-hmm. because I mean you don't offer me the same things that I offer you because you know well, that's not going to help her. Yeah, we've talked about it. Yeah. yeah. And and so when you when you love somebody so much and you you take the time to to understand not not just what they're thinking, but like you see you see just the pattern in your life of okay, why why are they thinking this? Mm. And and you don't guess because that's a bad move, but, right. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with asking. No, you ask, especially yeah. men, you ask them. <laughs> that's right. You got to bring it up. You talk to them about it. And like, I figure out, you know, these are, t- and honestly, there's times where I know the best thing is just to leave you alone. Like that's mm. the best thing to do for you. And it's, it's not like, Oh, you know, you know, sexual act to fix this and a sexual act to fix that. And just sexual acts to fix right. everything, yeah. you know? Cause that's, that's, you're not a machine. Right. <laughs> <You know>? So, <laughs> so uh, I th- <laughs> just need a lubrication and a wrench. Okay. Just, let's. Oh, that's not where I was going. <laughs> I was talking about a machine. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> hey, I just want to point out, I'm really proud of you. We haven't used a single, that's what she said, joking. And <laughs> I think that's really just admirable. <laughs> you sure it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, one other thing that I want to mention in this kind of good enough, um, yeah, that, that not every, uh, intimate moment needs to lead to intercourse. Right. And yeah. I mean, the, I, it's, I think we're far enough into, um, you know, just in Western civilization in general, that people have an understanding of that, but it, it bears mentioning that there are plenty of physical, uh, intimate ways to spend time together mm-hmm. and touches um, 
are without without being sexual are physically intimate and i think and at, at times obviously it's not it doesn't reach the same levels mm -hmm. of all of the endorphins and mm -hmm. you know oxytocin and all those all the happy things that happen inside your brain um aren't they obviously don't reach the same levels but they are certainly worth uh continuing because primarily because i think they were talking about there that in um issues of divorce and things like that mm -hmm. where where sexual intimacy was one of the major causes yeah. that, that that becomes one of those things that people hit is it's like, okay, well, every single time I like just touch his hand or his shoulder, all of a sudden he's like, okay, yeah. let's do this. Or, know? or I was, um, I was also an example they used in the book where it said, you know, every time a husband, uh, wanted to be close to his wife, you know, rub um, her back yeah. or, or, you know, touch her. She, he always like would want it to lead yeah. to sex. So she learned to not want to touch him at all. Yeah. When she so was she would it. like avoid him. Yeah. Unless she was feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's rough. <laughs> that would be terrible. And, and that's, and I, and we've touched upon this in like earlier episodes, how I, like, I just needed more physical contact just to feel you also needed more emotional uh support kind of throughout the day mm -hmm. to to be able to feel like what we were doing was a natural continuation of the day rather than like that's something we kind of had to learn about each other too because yeah. you would be um you know ready for stuff and i would be like okay you, you know we thought about this today and then this happened today and this, and then now you want to do this. Yeah. And you're like, that has nothing to do yeah, with Yeah, My brain, my brain was fully compartmentalized. It's <laughs> like, uh, that fight was about this other thing that has nothing to do. Yeah, for sure. You're like, you're still wrong, but do you want to come along? <laughs> <laughs> that makes me sound like a jerk about it, which to be fair, a couple of times or more than a couple, I probably was, um, not entirely, uh, emotionally supportive in, in preparation for those types of activities. I think honestly that, that all goes back to just learning each other. And also we yeah. were very young when we got married, I was 20 and you were 23. And I think we were, it was just, you know, we were just figuring out who we were. You were, you were nearly 21, right? September, December, December, right? Yeah. yeah you were nearly well, anyway. Yeah. Um, and so we just that might be young for some people. 20. So it feels so young <laughs> because you look at it now from yeah. where we are. My now. brother, yeah, it's twenty. He'll well, he will be twenty. Yeah, like soon. Come on. Yeah, and it's just like, what? What? <laughs> what, what did I do? <laughs> no, but uh, I've uh, made a terrible mistake. No. Fourteen years have gone by. So, no, well. shut up. <laughs> There's, it just it just goes back to knowing each other and taking time. Yeah. To learn each other. And, and realizing, you know, don't do it with the purpose of, okay, tell me your likes and dislikes so we can have better <laughs> sex. But it's it's just knowing that that will affect your your physical intimacy, yeah. you know, for good or bad, right. how you approach this person as a whole. Because, I mean, because that's what it is. It is to become one with this person, to, to connect on on a emotional, spiritual, physical level to, to feel that close to your spouse can't just happen in the bedroom. Just like you can't go to church on Sunday and be 
a member of the church only on Sunday without any other thoughts or, or, you know, strengthening that relationship the rest of the week. You can't just be... You can't just be a couple in bed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to be caring and nurturing and and understanding towards one another. I have never thought of that. That Okay, well... Let me pat you on the back a little bit. I, I really, I've never thought about it that way, but that's a really strong comparison that you can't just be, and you also just can't be fair weather, uh, you know, fair, fair weather, nice to each other. Like, yeah. Oh, well, we're only going to, only going to be about it's around the way. holidays. Yeah. So we're going to be really nice to you. Right. Yeah. Was there, uh, you said you mentioned you want to talk about more spiritual things. Did we get through the things you wanted to, um, for the most part, yeah. Well, it's it's. Um, I wanted also wanted to say that the um, we touched upon this earlier. I say that phrase a lot. Touched upon. We touched upon this. Yeah, we talked about it briefly. Yeah. It was mentioned. Um, just uh, sex for the purposes of of procreation. Um, how oh, and how and how some people are unable. Yeah. Right, through whatever. And, and the promises um, that are given to be fruitful and multiply those commands are um, if, if they are not able to be met physically on earth, yeah. they will be met. They're, they're an eternal promise. Yeah. It's part of the eternal covenant. It's not an earthly Which covenant. honestly can feel like a yeah, sorry in the moment, consolation. Yeah, in the moment you go, well, thanks for that. Yeah. So it's not meant to be like, well, you know, chin up because because that's obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not stop having feelings about it. It's that there is an eternal comfort. And, and when you're so ready much to. In life. Yeah. There's so much in life where that's the case, right? I mean, every, every uh, injustice mm-hmm. that occurs um, to, to any individual, right? It's like, why was I born this way? And all of that kind of stuff, all of those things that hit people. If you, if you have no eternal perspective, it's like, there's just so much unfairness in life and all of that. And it's, and uh, if you have an eternal perspective, things there's can be still unfairness unfair. in life. Yeah. What it, what it provides is a, a possibility to have a perspective where you will if you can recognize eternity, yeah. you look back and go, oh, those I think what it 80, is 80, 90 years were a blip. There will be comfort and hope when you are ready for it. Yeah. Because you can't you can't offer up these platitudes to a person who's just not at the point right. emotionally where they can accept it. Yeah, and I and I mean no insincerity to to we know people who have struggled. We know people who have who have gone through IVF and still yeah. failed to have a child. Failed sounds bad. Worse, we're still unable, mm-hmm. right? And you just weep for those. It is. It's, it has to be hard, and you can't ever really know it because we we didn't go through that. Right. So yeah, all we can do is is empathize. We can't say well, we know exactly. Yeah. Be there for those people because it is a hard thing, especially when you've grown your whole your whole life and you're saying, oh, we're going to have kids. Yeah. I'm going to get married in the temple, have babies, have a family. It'll be perfect. And then you just don't know until because you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. There's like no here. Check my blood. Am I going to be OK? Like, yeah. They just don't know yeah. until it comes up. There are some there was and we've we've known a couple that nothing was like doctors found nothing wrong with either of them. 
fertility-wise. They both seemed perfectly fertile and still could not conceive. I'll tell you. I don't know who that is, but well, yeah, okay. (laughs) But yeah, I believe you. I believe that it happens. And so I just wanted, I just wanted to address that, you know, a lot of people say, um, oh, well, you know, it's, it's, it's holy and, and like God, because it is creating life. And, and that's why, you know, this power of procreation should not be taken and, and, you know, used before marriage or before you're ready. And, and I think, yes, like it it has the potential to be a power for procreation, but that is not by any means its sole purpose. Its sole purpose. Yes. Primary purpose, but not sole purpose. Correct. There's still all of the um, what is it? Bond building, strengthening, bond strengthening. That's the word. <laughs> I bond. was I'm thinking like bridge building. I was like binding. The, what was the word? Yeah. So strengthening. I know bonds, that's how they used to consolidate. Oneness. All right. <laughs> So there's still all of those other elements of what it does. That are it can still, still brings you closer to God, brings you closer to each other, all of that. So I'm, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we have our two children and, and maybe are done. I mean, it's been five years. Probably, Probably are, are done. So, you know. With, with biological children. Yeah. Well, I think that we have covered enough of those topics to be satisfied for now yeah right okay well good talk and uh, i think i would just like to leave it at um especially if anybody is getting married soon or or just don't just don't expect <laughs> oh, is this a warning? Yes. <laughs> like, do just don't Low, expect. Yes, reduced expectations. If you have lower, not don't reduce your expectations. Don't lower your standards, yes, exactly. but lower your expectations. That's where it's at. High standards, low expectations leads to a an easier and happier beginning. I believe that to be true. It's gonna be bumpy at first, like in every aspect of that word, it will be bumpy. <laughs> then things get better, and that's all. Right. All. Strong ending. Strong ending. Catch you next time. High five. (laughs) We hope you're enjoying the Celestial Greens podcast. Thanks for listening. 